Hey everyone, my name is Addison. And this is Jordan. Welcome to the Mesh Teams podcast, a podcast all about leadership and teamwork. Today we're talking about rest and how important it is in our lives. Addison, we're designed to rest. I mean, everything's designed to rest. Oh, yeah. Uh, everything that's that, that lives doesn't operate 24-7. It can't. It can't. Like, we have to sleep. If we don't sleep, we go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, there are no Greek gods listening to this. Yes. Therefore, or no machines yes. that are listening to this. Yes. So. But, I mean, even if you, if I keep even technology on all the time, it typically goes bye-bye at some point and breaks especially if you own an apple product yes. it may go bye-bye i remember way before our <laughs> android pro- our android products go yeah. bye-bye <laughs> planned obsolescence yes that is a thing or like when my xbox had the red ring of death yes that was a very sad and i remember all those things but everything is made that, that's been made or everything that lives needs time to breathe Mm -hmm. it needs rest we sleep so we can reset and so Mm -hmm. that our mind can smooth over the rough things and reorganize itself so that way we can meet reality stronger the next day Mm -hmm. but today we're going to talk about not sleeping rest that's a whole other subject whole other thing we're going to be really focusing on what does it look like to consciously rest to Mm -hmm. create time and space to to stop to stop and to just breathe and to rest waking Mm -hmm. like where you're looking and alive and you're seeing things and that's really important so addison tell tell everybody some of the interesting things that you've found in the research for this episode my gosh so when i was looking into everything for this episode one of the things that really stood out to me was the jewish principle of sabbath Mm -hmm. and so in jewish culture the word sabbath actually means shabbat it means it is shabbat and it Mm -hmm. means to stop. Mm. So there are different words that they have for rest and for different kinds of rest, but the word Sabbath simply means to stop. Mm. So what I found the most interesting about Jewish culture is that their entire week mm-hmm. leads up to Sabbath. I've been in Israel on a Saturday and the elevator buttons like don't work. You have to take the yeah. stick. Like, like, it's crazy. Like, like there's, mm-hmm. you got to do, and in some, no, you can't do anything. Yeah. And in some Jewish uh, cultures, especially the, the Orthodox, you get on an elevator, it's going to hit every floor. So that way they don't have to press the button. You just get on the floor. You just get on the elevator. And if it's 27 floors, wow, it's going to stop. <laughs> it's going to stop at every floor. It, literally, they make you slow down. Yeah. Wow. So, Again, what fascinated me about that the most is that their whole week, their whole life leads up to it. Friday afternoon, they're getting everything prepared and ready to stop. And when they stop, they actually welcome in the Sabbath. So they have a moment where they're they're welcoming in this stopping, this slowing pace. Mm-hmm. And then when it ends, they grieve it and they say goodbye to it. And after they do that, they have another um, kind of prayer that they go into to then embrace the week that's hmm. ahead. And so I love this principles of, 
of Sabbath that they have going on because it's truly embodying this statement that we work from rest. We don't work to rest. Ooh. And I think that the Sabbath, well, that's re- good. that principle of yeah. the Sabbath, le- is, it fully encapsulates that mm. and explains that. So that we work from rest. We work from rest. We don't work to rest. So nope. it's not working to, for the weekend, mm-hmm. right? It's not, I'm working so hard so I can get to the weekend so I can finally, like, you know, chill. It's, I'm working, it's it's almost like a flip of the mindset. that Absolutely. During the week, I can produce my best work because last weekend yep. I rested. Yep. So I'm, I'm actively and passionately in, involved and present in whatever I'm doing. Because if you flip it the other way, if you're working towards rest, you're technically not present. Because not. The, the thing you're thinking about is getting out of that moment into the weekend where you mm-hmm. can rest, right? So working from rest, not working to rest. Not That's a really, really uh, crucial statement. And I think that another thing that this Sabbath principle reminds me of a lot is the design principle of white space and okay. visual weight. So if you look at a piece of paper, mm-hmm. just a blank white piece of paper, Anything that you add to that paper, whether it's text, whether it's an image, whether it's an object, it has a visual weight to it. So when you when you're putting it on the on the paper, you're mm-hmm. you're gonna feel like it's taking up space. And what white space allows you to do, or negative space is what it's called sometimes, it allows you your eye or your and your mind to actually focus in on the portrait or the piece that you're actually crafting and that you're actually creating. And I think a lot of the times what I've seen is that when I've worked with kind of new designers or young creatives, they get so bugged out (laughs) about white space. Some of them don't feel like... Why? Why do you think that's the case? I think it's because when you think of something that's creative initially, Mm -hmm. you think of, I need to add I need to add all of these things into it. I need mm-hmm. to I need to have all these cool elements. I, I should have this pop of color here. I should fill the space with something and da 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 But then when you look at it, it just feels cluttered. It feels unintentional. It feels weighty. weighty. It mm-hmm. feels confused. And it's not until you really get them to understand what they're trying to create mm. that they can begin to remove those elements that don't need to be there or are not serving the peace and get them to a place where they're focused on working with the elements that serve the outcome that they're trying to hit. Mm. So what you're saying is, is that everything visually that we will in design or right, on a piece of paper, yeah, it carries a certain weight to it whether mm-hmm. it's bold or whether it's fine or whether, you know, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But even the amount of the things on the page carries weight. Yep. And that when there's a lot of things and as creatives, it's sometimes it's easy to add, 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 add that it can muddle the actual thing that we should be looking at. Yep. And so by creating white space, or as you said, negative space, it, it focuses our eye and it creates the proper space to be able to see what we need to see. And they and not have to look at things that aren't necessary. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. It's a element that helps to bring focus and clarity mm. and attention to your piece. 
So if we extrapolate that, like in life, when we are able to rest and create that negative space, right? Like that white space mm-hmm. where it's just kind of whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's not filled with half twos and, and, and intense focus, yep. right? But it's, it's, it's filled with space where we can just be. That means that it's also creating space for us to now look at the things we got to focus on. Yep. Right. So when we get to the week, the work week or whatever we're working, we're now working from that negative space towards the center of the page, which is the stuff that we have to focus on. And now mm-hmm. we can look at it with more accurate eyes and with more clarity. Mm-hmm. And once those, once that negative space, once that margin is really defined, it actually gives you mm-hmm. a boundary to, um, it, it actually gives you a boundary to measure whether or not you're adding in elements that are actually contributing to mm. your end goal. Yeah. It's funny because I remember some of the first designs you ever did. <laughs> terrible. Addison was my roommate, in case no one ever know, knew that. But when we went to college together, he was my roommate. And this was when he was first getting into design. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> when I was a young, a young creator. He was going on a trip to Japan and they were doing a fundraiser for his missions trip. And he made a poster. I think it was the first one thing he ever made. It was one of the first things I ever made. It was the most hideous thing on the face of this planet. But, okay, here's the thing at the time, because I don't know anything. You don't know anything. We're like, that is so cool. But it has, now that I look at it now, there's so much stuff oh, all yeah. over it. It's got seven different fonts on it. Seven. There's seven different fonts on it. There's Tell me a, it didn't have papyrus. It did not have papyrus. Oh, sorry. I refused. Even though I was a young creative, papyrus was already outside of my... It was already a no-no. <laughs> papyrus was one of my favorite fonts, uh, I must admit. So, yes, you've come a long way. So I just want everyone to know that Addison did did create things with no white space. And now he creates beautiful things all the time. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a compliment or if I should... If I should lean into that as a compliment or if I should be sad. I say lean in. So uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, my next kind of, I think we've talked kind of about what some of that is. So then how do we create white space and margin? What do we need mm-hmm. to do? Like, How do we create the environment where that can actually happen? Well, let's reference what I do with some of my students, especially when it comes to getting rid of or creating space for white space. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing that I have them do is take inventory of everything that they have. So I need them to look at everything that's on the page. So if we draw that back into kind of personally, you're going to have to do a self-assessment. So you're going to see like, what are the things that you're involved in? Mm. And you have to understand where your energy is going. Yeah, what's currently on your page? What have you already drawn in there? Consciously, mm-hmm. unconsciously. What exists? Yeah, just what is there? Mm-hmm. The second thing I have them do, and this is the hardest part for, I, this is the hardest part for anybody, especially when you're crafting and creating something. You have to eliminate or end the things that are not contributing to the overall portrait of your life. Mm-hmm. And so... What that can look like is for you to make sure that you are ending or looking at what are things that served you in a previous season of life, but that they don't serve you right now. Mm. And so this principle of removing is tough. It's Mm. really hard because there's some things that you may look at that you like. You may have grown attached to them. You may have even 
grown addicted to them. Mm. But now it, that may have served you or it may have met a need in an unhealthy way in a previous season of your life. But now you need to really curtail that or reel that in or get control of that because it's not helping or contributing to the overall portrait mm. that you actually want to create in your life now. So, yeah. So the self-assessment looks like I'm looking at what is in mm-hmm. my life, the things that I like, the things that I don't, all those things. And the second thing is to remove, which is to look at what are the things I need to keep? Yep. What are the things that I may need to take out right. so that I can add what I need to add or do better at what is in my life that I need to do better at because exactly. everything takes energy and we only have so much energy. So, and then maybe as you were saying, one thing may have served you in one season mm-hmm. that doesn't serve you now. Right. It may have been a good thing before. Like I just, for, for me, right. There's things that, uh, that I could say yes to when I didn't have a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> that, I can't say yes to anymore because it doesn't serve me in this season. Right. It served me in the previous season. And then when he gets a little older and other things, this is a constant process of assessing where do I need to put boundaries around my rest? What do I need to remove? What do I, how do I need to move forward in a way that will produce my best self? Yep. How can you say your best yes in this season of your life with the elements that you have? So that third principle that I'll have them do now that they've kind of assessed everything that's on their page, they've removed everything that they need to remove and we have everything that we need to work with. And we now have this white space that we, that we need. Mm -hmm. The next thing that they need to do, the third thing is you need to balance that tension. Mm. And so that goes into really just asking yourself, what do you need to keep these elements in proper tension? Mm. In other words, what kind of support do you need to make sure that the elements that you have or the elements that you're working with are, again, contributing to the overall portrait of your life that you want to see? I think balancing that tension, too, is... What, what, I, what we said earlier, which is like, what works now, what doesn't work now? Mm-hmm. And what may be something I want now, but doesn't work now, if it will work later. Right. right. So kind of balancing the tension between what it needs to be removed, what needs to be added. And I think another part of balancing that tension and kind of keeping protection around getting to this environment is to schedule it. Yep. Uh, you What you value, you prioritize. And what you prioritize, you schedule. You put it in your calendar. You make time. You make time for that. You have to. And so I think part of balancing that tension and making sure that it, that this time of rest exists and cr- get, getting to a place where we can create the space of rest is to schedule a time for rest where nothing else can interrupt it. Putting boundaries around it. And this is this this time exists for this reason. And I can I I can just like hear in my mind some people be like. I have three kids yeah. when you think that I can schedule a mm-hmm. time for rest. Well, I encourage you, find it. Whether it's at night or maybe early in the morning or something. But it's necessary that we balance that tension of life and everything else by by valuing rest first, then prioritizing it, or, and then scheduling it. Yeah, and these three principles are really going to help, I think, people do that which 
just to recap is Mm -hmm. you're going to do that self-assessment. You're going to see where you're involved in and understand where your energy is going. Mm. Then the second thing is you're going to have to remove. And this is the hardest part, Mm -hmm. which is you got to remove the things that are not contributing to the overall portrait that you want to see in your life. Like what is serving you in previous seasons that they just don't serve you right now. Mm. And the last thing is balancing that tension, right? You're going to ask yourself, what do you need to keep these elements in proper tension? What kind of support do you need to make sure that you have white space and margin? Now, let's talk about we're at the place in our calendar where it's like we're at that time that we call rest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're at the time that we call stop. We're at the the whatever, the blocked out period of time, whether it's an hour or whatever it may be. We're here. We're here. And so for guys like me, this can be stressful in itself because I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to keep going and doing things all the time. So sometimes if I schedule rest for myself, the only thing I can think about when I should be resting is that I'm not resting correctly. <laughs> Which is so, a, like a silly paradox. It is. But I'm sure there's other listeners out there that may have experienced something similar. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably not alone in this world. You're definitely not When alone. it comes to that. So we're here. We're at the moment, we're at the time that we've scheduled, that we've prioritized, that we now we value mm-hmm. to rest. So how do we do that in a way that actually is fulfilling? I think that when we're looking to do that, we have two main questions mm-hmm. that I think can really help guide our listeners, myself, just anyone generally in enjoying our rest. The first is to ask yourself, what fills your tank? Okay. And then some people may be saying, well, I don't know what fills my tank. Then I would encourage you to go someone close to you mm-hmm. and you can ask them this question. You can ask them, hmm. when have you experienced me most at peace? Mm. I think those two questions mm-hmm. can really help guide yeah. how we experience rest in our lives. So. Rest in, in, so to not, to not feel stressed out, rest should serve me, mm-hmm. right? I'm not there to serve it. Correct. It's not this legalistic thing. So to ask yourself, what is it that fills my tank, right? So let me ask you, mm. <laughs> what is it that fills your tank? How have you found yourself? Mm. How have you found uh, space to rest? What, so what, what is your, what is your restful way? Okay. Well, my restful way right now is probably three things. The first is I take a walk in wilderness, just walk, just whether it's like I'm trailed wilderness somewhere completely by myself, sans Mm -hmm. phone, no technology, Mm -hmm. just a walk on nature. The second is I'm nerding out over building a Plex server. (laughs) If you know, you know. A what? A Plex server. If you know, you know. You don't know, so it's okay. I don't know. That's okay. You'll experience it, and then you'll know. But okay, right now you don't know. When I come over sometime? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I'm nerding out over building a Plex server right now, and that's very exciting. I did a test, and it works fantastic. <gasps> Yay. Yay. So um, Plex server building, that's number two. And number three, the thing that probably serves me really great i feel extremely restful afterward is video games mm. love them I, th- I think video games because different it, it just like we talked about season before 
you can find different things to find restful in different seasons, mm -hmm. right? Like before you probably had a lot more capacity and time to play video games, although you still do now, but it's Oh yeah. It less. was a whole different ball game. <laughs> it was less. a whole different ball game yeah. a while ago. Yeah. So let it be known out there for all you gamers. There's no shame in your game. No shame. If you find restful places there, go for it. And if you're on PlayStation Plus, you can find me at Oxio Tempest. <laughs> and I, I, for one, am not on any video game systems. But I do, when I want to play, I do go over to Addison's house to play games. Mostly Assassin's Creed when the new one comes out. But anyway. Um, so, Jordan, what fills yeah. you with rest? What are some things that, like... Mm. Yeah. Just fills your tank. Well, I think um, you, know, you said a walk in the wilderness. Um, I I like, I really like a challenge, personally. Okay. So I like to oh, I like um, I like hiking mountains. You know, I like to get out there and hike a mountain and just. And I don't want to run it. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not timing myself. But I just you want, want to conquer it. I want to conquer it, but I want to do it in a way that. Cause I, I've done it before where I just ran up and down it and my body paid for it and I didn't actually enjoy the view so what I've learned thus far in my 31 years of life is that for me what's restful is being in nature was a key part of that and you know hiking up a mountain having that challenge and the feeling that comes with standing on top of that summit hmm. and being present the whole way through not just thinking about the summit sure but being present in every little stone and walk. And, Soaking it all in. Yeah, and take moments of pause. Because here's what happens when you're hiking on a trail. You're only looking at the step right in front of you. You not look. You can't, otherwise you're going to fall all over the place. So you have to just look at the step in front of you. It causes you to be very present. But it's also important that you stop and that you're able to take it in. So that's one thing. And I think the other big thing for me personally is fishing. I'm a, I love to fish. It's my tranquil inertia. I can... <laughs> I can do something without trying. Mm. Without it doesn't feel like work. I can do it and wait, and I'm I'm doing something, but uh, I'm not like having to think hard. Sure. When I'm done with it, I feel I feel at peace. I feel better. And so, um, and I, I'm I'm still figuring out other ways that I can rest. You know, I need other ways that I think that are important for me that maybe I need more balance in. Right? Like I need probably a bit more solitude in my life i'm an extreme extrovert as you know and i could probably use a, a walk by myself mm -hmm. to just be with me and my own thoughts but sometimes i haven't built that habit in my life and maybe that's something i need to try at some point you know so i think i'm evolving as you are and figuring out kind of what are some different ways i can fill my tank in different seasons but right now i would say Definitely hiking and uh, fishing are big, big ways for me to do that. Fishing is harder to do now um, because I have a kid, and so is hiking. Sure. So they're less often. So I'm right now, currently, looking for something that I can do on a more regular basis. Right. That that's helps more accessible. You right. Where I can find that place of rest. So I'm I'm working on it. And this episode, preparing for it, was like, dang, bro, mm. you got it. <laughs> You gotta get some. You gotta stop. You gotta chill. You gotta stop. You gotta shabbat. Yeah, I'm in grad school. I'm working full time. We're doing podcasting, all that stuff. So I need to find time to just like be. So now let's get into the next thing, which is uh, how do we put that into practice in our teams and as leaders and in our work lives? Absolutely. Okay. So we got two exercises. 
one for teams, one for leaders, as we always do. Mm -hmm. So first for teams, we are recommending that you guys collectively assess what has been serving your team in previous seasons that may not be serving them now. Mm. So what this is going to help you guys do is get a lot more clarity as to what you need to focus on as a team in this season, Mm -hmm. in the present moment. And it's going to help you to remove and eliminate those things that are not serving you so that you can create the white space necessary Mm -hmm. to really go 100% full throttle Mm -hmm. on the things that are contributing or giving life to your team. It's not about doing more. Mm -hmm. It's about doing more of what matters most. Come on. And so finding finding those uh, what those things are, what you need to remove and all those things to create the restful space so that you can go for the things that you need to go for, right? In a race, you slow down in the turns to go fast on the on the straightaways. And so that's a really key element that our teams try it out, look at it, assess it. It's super, super important. What do we got for leaders? For leaders, we have this big principle because I can see this happening in my life. I've seen it happen in other leaders that um, lead me and that's you need to determine what you need in your life to protect rest okay so the boundaries around rest and the boundary is something you create and something that you allow and something that you allow and so as leaders we got to create the boundaries around the areas of rest that we need and determining those things by going back up to what we talked about earlier which is creating that white space and then doing what we got to do in that white space to fill ourselves. We got to create those boundaries because everything's going to be yelling for a leader's yep. attention. Not just leaders, anybody, but especially a leader. Everything's the the weight, the burden, the responsibility, the team members, the colleagues, maybe you're a middle management, you got a boss, you got a kid, yep. you got a lead up, you got a lead down. Spouse. You got things barking at you all the time. So you have to, you have to build those boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And say, during this time, I'm creating this time, and I'm not going to allow anything to interrupt this time. Because otherwise, if you allow something to interrupt it, the boundary is no longer where you've created it. It's now where you've allowed it to be. So a lot of times we've created boundaries in one season that we've allowed to be moved, yet we're operating mentally off of a false pretense of the boundary being where we originally put it. Mm-hmm. Not where it's been moved to. And now it needs to be corrected. Now it needs to be corrected. And that can be done through self-assessment and all that stuff. So just to recap, for teams, what you're going to do is you're going to collectively assess the things that have been serving your team in previous seasons that may not be serving you now. Mm. And for leaders, what you're going to do is you're going to determine what you need in your life to protect rest. Awesome. Well, everybody, I hope this was as good for you as it was for us to research and to learn about. Um, and I hope you guys get some moments where you get to do some of these exercises and create space of rest. We work from rest. We don't work to rest to rest. Thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone and leave us a review. You can get access to our show notes and learn more about how you can implement what we spoke about in today's episode at meshteams.com. And remember, we're all in this together and no step 
towards growth is ever too small. We'll see you next time.